Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. You guys know what to do if you've got a question for John. Just text it in, 421-3776. That's 421 ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go. Hello, John. Hello, guys. So what's the big story today? What's what's got you What's got you percolating over there? Uh, it's been kind of quiet today. I mean, nobody got fired. Uh, you sound disappointed, John. No, no, no. It's like <laughs> we got seven so far, so I think we're writing the writing the right numbers and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's like, but the, overall, I mean, just you know, injury reports are coming out from the teams, you know, and that that's always going to be interesting. You know, it looks like Tyreek Hill was able to do limited practice today, so that gives Kansas City more hope of getting their whole offense together. You know, Big Ben talked today, trying to pump up a team right now that has a one percent chance of going to the Super Bowl or maybe even winning this game this weekend. So Big Ben Roethlisberger's out there talking, and, you know, everybody's just getting ready for the playoff games. Yeah, what's going to happen, John, if, uh, let's say, you know, even like the Super Bowl, yeah. the pos- a positive test or something like that, are they going to try to work around that? I mean, what if it's like Tom Brady or what mm-hmm. if it's, you know. No, they're not going to change. No? No. I mean, it's like uh, you, you I mean, did they uh, change anything when Aaron Rodgers had his? Did they change anything when Kirk Cousins had his? Uh, no, you, you just have to deal with it. I yeah, mean, it's, those are regular season games, though. I mean, you're talking about a NFC or AFC championship. I mean, but where, where yeah. are you going to where are you going to move the games? Yeah, I have no idea. We're not going to move them. That's why. <laughs> I mean, mm. it's not happening. John, I don't know where you had the Seahawks, but Pete was saying earlier today that we don't have as much room as everybody thinks. And, you know, what, does that – I don't know if you heard that, but does that Didn't change hear. where you – No. We, we can play that cut for him if, if Lefko's yeah, got it there. He's basically – he's basically. do you have it, Lefko? So I don't, I don't, you can, here's what Pete said about this, the, the idea that they've got all this salary cap space. Let's talk about this cap space thing, okay? <laughs> the reason you say that is because you, when you look at the numbers, you, you don't post all of the guys that are, that are leaving, all of the guys that are, or, or that are, that are out of their contract. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to keep our guys. So that, that space that you're talking about, we've got to keep these guys around. We've got to get our guys to come back to us. We've got a lot of players that are going to be free agents that need to be on this team next year. And so that money goes real, very quickly there. So well, we're going to, with all this cap space, we can make all these moves and all that. Well, that's not necessarily how people should look at it. Uh, they should be clear that we've got some wonderful players on this team that need to come back. That that money will go faster than you think. It won't be quite as as free as, as it looks like right now. What is he is he uh, preparing us for them not coming in with the big names, John, or what do you what do you make of that? No, I mean I mean I I thought it was like he was saying that you know we don't have the 70 million dollars of room that everybody thinks we have. Well, they do. I mean, they got $70 million of room. And he's right. There's a lot of guys they've got to see if they can re-sign and, you know, try to do that and then pick and choose, you know, uh, what they want to do from the outside. I mean, do I think they're going to go out and sign a $20 million defensive end? No. Do you think they're going to go out and sign a $13 million offensive lineman? Probably not. I think they'll be judicial in what they spend as far as, you know, trying to find the right person to fit what they're looking for on offense or defense. But, you know, uh, you know, 70 million, 70 million. 
I like the quote from John Mara. Uh, I kept thinking we would hit rock bottom, then it got worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Giants. Yeah, they. I thought going into this year they kind of were sort of climbing out of the worst the contest for the worst franchise mm-hmm. in the NFL. And now it seems like that they're 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 headed back down there again with the New York Jets and Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I like the one comment that he made. It's like we have we reached a new low, which of yeah. course, uh, when you when you've now gone through three coaches in six years, each getting two years, and uh, you know getting worse and worse and worse, it just shows you it's like uh, you know the idea of firing a coach when things are going wrong. If unless you have the good replacement, just is not a good idea. Now again, you know they uh, they don't they didn't have anybody there like a Tom Coughlin to be able to do it. But you know from Ben McAdoo to uh, Pat Shermer to now uh, you know the disastrous Joe Judge. I mean they 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 got worse and worse and worse. And so now they pay the price for it. Uh, you know with a, a bad bad record. Hey, you brought up when we were talking about Garoppolo and where he may land, and you, you brought up Pittsburgh or maybe maybe New Orleans or some of these teams. Where where are they going to find their guy if it's not Garoppolo? Are they looking free agents? You think they're looking draft? Where are your your beloved Steelers going to find their next quarterback? I mean, they could go draft. I mean, that's a that's a distinct possibility, you know, because uh, you know they use a first round pick on one of the guys, you know. But uh, but this is considered a bad draft for quarterbacks, right? Not a great one, no. It's not, it's not as bad as, say, the Johnny Manziel draft or, you know, that that one was really, really bad. So a little better than that, but it's not a good, good draft for quarterbacks. But they're out on the idea that Mason Rudolph has any future as a, as a starting quarterback for their franchise. Well, the franchise seems to like the idea. Nobody in Pittsburgh likes the idea because they've watched Mason Rudolph play. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the problem? Well, I saw him play. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just not good. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll ask you guys this little quiz. I, I was into looking up stats yesterday and last night, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll ask you about Ken Norton in a second. But how many pick sixes do you think there were in the NFL last year? Uh, usually, I study it and I have it, but I did. You know, I'm so far behind on a lot of the database stuff that uh, I can't venture a guess. Bob, you venture a guess? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to say it's single digits. I'll say single yeah. digits. No. 41. No. 41. 41. I, th- I thought you were ready to hit me with some absurd stat. No, you said it was single digits. Yeah, that's why I thought it would be extreme, like so so uh, so many yeah. less than anybody would think. I was going yeah. I was going for the extreme. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but, and, and you look at the Cowboys. They had, because we were talking about this yesterday, John, the, the Seahawks, you mm-hmm. know, the scoring defense, I don't think they – they take the uh, the fumble recovery for a touchdown, you know that that gets heaped on, right? Right. But also um, the other way is, you know, the the Cowboys they got forty two points this year. They had a fumble recovery for a touchdown and mm-hmm. five pick sixes. So when when you look at those numbers, typically they don't include those kinds of things, right? Like the the Dallas Cowboy offense got credit for those forty two points. I'm sure. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't no. They, when when I mean. They get credit for it because, again, it all goes into one point total. But right. then, you know, you're you looking at the stats, and they do separate them to see, you know, how many points were generated by the defense. And yeah. that, that's always there. I, I don't think that they do that on ESPN, though, uh, as far as their average. But, 
but yeah, I was just looking at the Seahawks. So they didn't have um, shoot. They had two points, and they, they called it a safety. But they're talking about yeah, yeah. Rasheem Green's blocked, you know, extra point, right? Mm-hmm. And then in 2010, they had three safeties. That was their scoring. There was uh, the Monet against Dallas. Sweezy got a holding penalty in the end zone, and then Ryan Neal blocked the punt against the Giants, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the the year before that. Clowney had two touchdowns, fumble recovery for a touchdown and an interception for a touchdown. But, yeah, I was just surprised to see those totals because, you know, you look at uh, last year, it was 41 pick sixes, 15 fumble recoveries, eight safeties. You know, so there's uh, plenty of scoring on the defense going on, but not much for the Seahawks. They have uh, defensively only put up, what would that be, eight points in the last two years. Didn't Diggs, so. didn't uh, Quandre Diggs have a pick six? He did in 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was that one against the Rams. And then, you know, like I said, Clowney had those two. But anyway, it was just uh, it was just one of those things. You, mm-hmm. I was going through the stats, looking at with uh, Ken Norton. And, you know, I'm just looking at his average. It, it all boiled down to, John, like in different categories, total yards, pass yards, run yards, points, sacks, and takeaways, where he ranked in the NFL over seven years as an off- or defensive coordinator. And his average ranking for all of those, through all those years, is 19. Mm-hmm. He ranks about 19th. And in some, you know, good against the run and a couple of times good with takeaways. But for the most part, the thing that really has dropped him the most is pass defense. And, and over these last two, two uh, actually three years, the total yards they've given up, mm-hmm. 379, 380, and 381. So it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just presenting the facts. I'm not saying that they should fire Ken or anything like that, but you just look at, you know, sometimes he's good at some categories. And, and to be fair, if you look at, like, Dan Quinn this year, it's not like he's blowing the world away. I mean, they're number one in takeaways, as I mentioned earlier, but – you know, they're number 16, number 20, number 19. Same thing with Gus Bradley. It's not like, you know, those numbers aren't everything. But mm-hmm. they kind of, over seven years, kind of, you know, it's like your baseball card. You know, you are what your baseball card says uh, as far as stats go. And that's a pretty big sample size for seven years, six different categories, and ranking eh, kind of in the almost the bottom third of the league. Yeah, what I thought was unique was the fact that uh, – a lot of the you know the better teams uh, gave up a lot of yards. I mean, look, I mean the Rams, for example, after being number one last year. You look at the Chargers, and of course, uh, here's you know Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley going over there, and uh, you know they they ranked so low, particularly stopping the run. And I mean, you go up and down the board, and you know it's been a little surprise. Even Green Bay's defense hasn't been great. And you know, and they're talented and all that stuff, but they've had a lot of issues. It's yeah, you know, it's been an offensive year without question. <clears throat> yeah, you, you know, two quarterbacks throwing for five thousand yards, and you have you know, I I I, was, I didn't count the numbers, but it looked like more than thirty players had over a thousand yards receiving. So it's like uh, you know, there's there's so much more added on on the offensive side of the ball. Hey, John, uh, here's a question which I, I'm sure you'll love, and I Uh-oh. really look forward to your response. Uh, and, again, you guys can uh, text in your questions, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Uh, professor, 
Should the Hawks trade DK Metcalf for a oh. possible for a possible top five pick and get a top edge rusher? He's going to want Julio Jones type of money, and he's not even the best receiver on the team. Oh. Go ahead, John. Pay the dude, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's like that's. I mean, you know, when when you're listening to Pete Carroll talk about how that salary cap money is misleading and all that stuff, you know, part of it is you know getting a deal done with DK Metcalf, and yeah, so it's like uh, what it's like you know did. Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, did what happened when you know you got Mike Evans? I mean, he makes like fifteen, sixteen million a year, and then Chris Godwin came up and they gave him the franchise tag at fifteen nine. You know, the, you you have one of the best two wide receiver duos in football. You want to break that up? Give me a break. <laughs> uh, no, I knew it was coming. I knew no. it was coming. No, no. I think that's a big no. I don't think we need to ask John that one again. Yeah, but what? what, what, what <laughs> we'll see what you, how you feel in a week, John. Yeah, yeah. It's like it'll be the same. But what? What do you guys think? Uh, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, and look, that would also, as far as if Russ is happy or not happy, that's not going to make Russ that's, happy. No, no. He'll be. He'll. He, he should get upset about that because now yeah. all of a sudden you're weakening, uh, weak, weakening the pass offense, and I mean the pass offense had enough problems this year. So it's like uh, you're going to make it worse by taking away, you know, one of the better young pass uh, pass catchers in football. No way. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is Russ has put a lot of time and effort, I feel like, into that relationship right. with him, and and he, and he does that too. That remember the story uh, with D. Eskridge, how he was taking him over to the facility when the dew was still on the grass. Mm-hmm. So it was like you know five thirty six in the morning, and he had him down in uh, what. Jake Heaps calls Candyland, and that's uh, Russ's little compound down in San <laughs> Diego. San Diego. <laughs> yeah, with all the, you know, I don't even, was he have like a hotel there, basically, going on? <laughs> I'm not Hard sure what it is. Guys it looks are really nice, there. though. Yeah, it does, and it, they've got every kind of, you know, top-of-the-line machine in the barn to work out and everything, and, you know, he put a lot of time in with uh, DK Metcalf, so, yeah, that, if for no other reason... Just to keep Russell happy, yes. you've got you've to keep him here. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, get, you finally get a big wide receiver, a big explosive wide receiver, the likes of which they've never had really on this team. And now you want to get rid of him. Now you want him yeah. out of here. That just uh, They've had uh, big receivers. They just didn't have him as big uh, and as fast as yeah, DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's always yeah. the dream, though, to get the big, yeah. fast, explosive receiver. They've they've had good receivers, certainly, but not not like DK Metcalf. He's sort of a he is like a Julio Jones. He is like an AJ mm-hmm. Brown. He is like one of those guys. That's what you're shooting for. Now you got him, and you want to trade him for a draft pick? Come on, man. Come I know. On. I, I agree. Uh, let's see another <laughs> another text coming in for you asking if the if the Seahawks should think about trading away Benson Mayoa because he didn't really and, and Dave and I were just talking about him. I don't know what he would bring you back and return. He wouldn't bring him back anything. But he had one sack this year, John. He was he was very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's he gonna? I mean, best you're gonna do is get a seventh round pick in a couple of years. I mean, and it's like, what? Why? Why you're you know, trading him? I mean, again, I mean, if he's not up to snuff, then you cut him because he's got. I'm sure he has no guarantee in the future contract. But in the end, it's like uh, you know. I mean, they don't have many trade opportunities. Face it, because uh, yeah, they uh, you know you got 16. I think what is it? 16 guys right now who are unrestricted free agents, and seven of them are starters. And uh, you know, 
a, a bunch of guys still on the roster. And, you know, some guys are going to get cut, but getting trades, not there. Hey, John, one guy we were talking about that uh, is kind of a, you know interesting big question mark for mm-hmm. me, just because I value him. Will Disley is going to hit the market. Yeah. What do you think the uh, the NFL, the rest of the NFL, how they value him? Because I think he's such a good blocker, and then when you throw him the ball, he catches it. They just mm-hmm. don't, for whatever reason, they must not think that he is that great because they're not targeting him. Well, yeah. But what do you think? Well, first off, he hasn't been up in free agency yet, so it's like uh, you know, free agency doesn't start until you know March, and so it's like uh, you know, it's like you know, no, nobody. No, nobody's targeting him because, again, he wasn't available in, in any kind of a free agent type of deal. So we'll see. I mean, you know, he's not he's not a starter, so he's not going to get starter money. And you think they they want to try to resign him. Obviously, the main one is, you know, try to get something done uh, with their starting tight end and, you know, get that under. Because, uh, again, I think they like what they what they see there. And then also remember, I mean, what does put Disley a little bit in question is Cody Parkinson. Because, again, big, tall, tight end who did some good things in the limited time he played. Yeah, I think Dave was talking about pass targets for Disley, not team targeting. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. And then Gerald Everett is is the guy you're talking about. They should want to bring him back. Yeah, but, again, this is where the stats are misleading. I mean, what are you talking about? A team that only had 55 offensive plays a game? A team that uh, you know was the lowest as far as offensive uh, time on the field. I mean, no numbers are going to be good when you only have 55 plays. Because think about this: if you run the ball 26, 27 times, then you only have you know 29 opportunities to throw passes, and you're going to have sacks and you know things happen there. So it's like uh, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways, and it's always going to be different when you have two good wide receivers, you know, like DK Metcalf and also uh, Tyler Lockett, because they're, they're going to get the bunch of the targets. I mean, just look at New Orleans, I mean, at Tampa Bay's stats. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, they did feed Gronk more this year, but last year they didn't take the tight ends and get them the ball as much because they were you know busy taking care of Mike Evans and they were busy taking care of uh, Chris Godwin. But you think they should bring back Gerald Everett? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. no question. Hey, uh, the Rams so thin. They got to bring a guy back who hasn't played in a couple of years. Yeah. Eric Weddle. You know, I, w- listening to Eric Weddle, and I don't know if it was a hard knocks or whatever, but mm-hmm. he was on the field talking to John Harbaugh. That guy, I mean, he should be a coach. We're talking about Sherm and Adrian Peterson possibly becoming coaches, but that guy, incredibly smart. But mm-hmm. boy, I don't want to say they're desperate because I think he's a really good player, but he hasn't played in a couple of years. I know. Not a bad sign for them. Well, and again, that's like, I mean, uh, you bring him in at the beginning of a week or something of that nature, uh, and it, it, is he going to get enough time to even be healthy enough to make it through the week? I mean, we saw what happened with Richard Sherman. I mean, Richard Sherman got there, had like three days on the field, two days on the field, and they played him, and he was never healthy after that. As far as Richard goes, we were just talking about the story that I saw last night where he's done for the season, mm-hmm. obviously, but he's talking about coming back and can't wait to strap it up. And, and then he said, coaching his butt off, which is what we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday with Adrian Peterson. Would he be worth a roster spot to be sort of that player coach, if you will? And it sounds like Richard is taking that attitude as well. You think we're going to see more of that? Guys that, all right, I know I'm not a starter, I'm not who I was, but just being in that locker room and sort of being a de facto player coach could be 
a more common thing? You might see more, but I don't know how much more because, again, the player has to be dedicated, number one, to, uh, one, be good enough to be out there, and number two, you know, be willing to help the younger guys and stuff like that. And so it's like, uh, I don't know if there's going to be more, but certainly, I mean, you can see the value of a player like that. Because, I mean, say what you want about Richard Sherman. I mean, you know, he was doing it when he was here and helping the young cornerbacks out, you know, teaching them the kick step and doing all those things. So, no, he he's extra valuable there, but I don't know body-wise if he's going to be able to play next year. Who's the other guy we were talking about, Bob? Because uh, there was Adrian Peterson, Richard Sherman. Cam Chancellor. Oh, Cam Chancellor. Yeah. He'd be know, a good one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But again, you know, we talk about the hours that they put in, and if mm-hmm. you're a really good player like those three guys are, you've made plenty of coin. So it's not like you need to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and might want to enjoy retirement for a while. Yeah, not a bad idea. John, we appreciate it. We'll uh, do it again tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Are we talking to him tomorrow, Lefko? We're preempted at the beginning of the show, right? Yeah, we'll try to get him on and then run it at 6. So Okay. Yeah, we're coming on late. We're coming Coons on late. basketball. So Cougar basketball. Probably about 4.20 or 4.30. Okay, that means I can sleep in until about 3.30. Okay. Wake up and tape Clayton and ready to go. <laughs> the other day I got up to go to the bathroom and uh, in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, this is Bob's bedtime. Yeah, Bob you could have called. You should have called me. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just, hey, what are you doing? I'll say, hey, Bob, go hit the fart sack. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, hey, like days like today, I would have zero guilt about laying in bed. It is gray. It yeah. is raining. It's gross outside. You're missing nothing. You're missing nothing by laying in bed. It's nap weather. The only the only thing I've noticed, Dave, is we've been doing these shows from home. Is daytime TV just stinks? There's just really <laughs> very little that's good on, like ESPN and, and NFL Network. They're rerunning shows. They're rerunning, yeah. or it's a it's with all due respect to John Morosi. There's like Italian soccer on or something like that. It just <laughs> it really is not good until they you know run a movie like Pope of Greenwich Village or right now yeah. it's. Right now it's Blades of Glory. Where are you at on that one? I, I you know, I never got into that one. I yeah, didn't like it. It, it had like its it. moments, much like a lot of Will Ferrell movies. They're not good, but they'll have those moments that are great. But yeah, as far as like beginning to end, good, not 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 so good. But that's all yeah. Right I'm not I'm not a fan of that one. Uh, the, another one, uh, kind of a cute movie. Uh, Thirteen going on thirty. You ever, that? ever heard of that one? I, the, is the f- title sounds familiar? Who's in it? Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. First of all, it's uh, Gar- Jennifer Gardner. Ma- yeah, Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Gardner, Garner. who just okay. gets more beautiful the older she gets. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Garofalo, is that his name? Mark Garofalo? Oh, yeah. Gar- Ruffalo. Something like that. Ruffalo. There you go. The guy who played the Anyway, yeah, it's kind of a cute movie. Kind of a cute mm. movie. Yeah, that that was on. I'll, I'll put that on if it's if no other, you know. Today I put in Total Recall on. <laughs> I've seen that movie like 50 times, but every time it's on, I'll throw it on. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we're, we we realize, you know, we're not missing much on TV when we're in studio. No, but we've, we've got the TV not. in the studio these days because, you know, the regime has changed. So it's all good. All right, coming up, uh, <laughs> there is a buzzword for the Seahawks offense, which was on full display in the season finale. We'll break all of that down. Coming up next, it's Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.